Hey guys, welcome to the Fantasy NBA Show. My name's Elliot. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy NBA Stats. In today's episode, I'll do a box score breakdown of all today's games. Then in the second half of the episode, I'll go through my top 20 breakouts in order of confidence. All right, let's get stuck in. Alright guys, we're going to start off with some box score breakdowns of all today's games and then in the second half of the show, I'm going to go through my top 20 breakouts in order of uh, my confidence in them having a big leap in production. I know a lot of people are cramming for their drafts for this weekend, yeah, being the last weekend before the NBA kicks off. So yeah, just a little uh, cheat sheet, a little refresher before you head into your drafts this weekend. But first up, let's get into the slate of games from today. The first game was Detroit versus Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Detroit sat out Blake Griffin, Derek Rose, Luke Kennard, uh, Reggie Jackson. So yeah, uh, you got to take Tim Frazier's double-double uh, with a grain of salt. He had 15 points and 12 assists. Uh, Andre Drummond did his usual uh, 17 and 15 double-double. Uh, he had four assists, so it's good to see he's carrying over his assist rate from last season. Markeith Morris uh, returned from injury. He had 17 points, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, one interesting note from this game was that Thon Maker was the first big off the bench, uh, but yeah, he only had six points and two rebounds. Um, beginning to lose faith in, oh well, I had very little faith to begin with, but that Thon Maker won't be a rotation NBA player uh, anytime soon. He just looks lost out there. And um, yeah, it was more obvious when Christian Wood came off the bench and in 17 minutes put up 12 points, nine rebounds, and one block. Uh, just a per minute monster. Still perplexing. They still haven't signed him fully to to the roster. Uh, he's in a battle with Joe Johnson, apparently. Uh, Joe Johnson did play in this game. He only had eight points, uh, one assist, one rebound, so he didn't do too much. And I'll be uh, shocked if they don't sign uh, Christian Wood to a permanent roster spot. Uh, over to Charlotte Hornets. They rested Terry Rozier. Uh, so that meant Devonta Graham would be the starting point guard for today's game. He's been playing pretty well off the bench as the backup point guard. Uh, in today's game, he had 13 points, uh, four assists, three rebounds, two steals. So he's pretty productive in the 27 minutes there. Dwayne Bacon, he showed out in the last game. He had five assists and it looks like his uh, playmaking might have been back. But today he just had the two assists with seven points on 30% shooting from the field. I still don't trust him that his uh, playmaking ability has come around, but he's got a lot of opportunity. But see, nights like this when he's meant to be a go-to scorer, he only gets seven points on bad percentages. It's, yeah, nothing really enticing there with Dwayne Bacon. But one guy that is gaining a lot of steam is PJ Washington. Today he got the start and in 31 minutes he put up 12 points, five rebounds, four assists and hit two threes. Surely James Borrego has to start him now ahead of guys like Marvin Williams, uh, Nick Batum's dealing with an injury as well. So it would surprise me if PJ Washington is not starting on opening night. Miles Bridges had just the nine points and three rebounds, but he made up for it with the two steals and two blocks in just 25 minutes. Cody Zeller put his usual uh, points and rebounds up with 12 points, nine rebounds, not much else there in 23 minutes. Uh, another thing, with Terry Rozier not starting, of course, they moved Devonta Graham into the starting lineup. He's usually been playing the backup point guard. 
that left some minutes for Malik Monk to run the second unit. And in 22 minutes, he put up a pretty impressive line with 18 points and seven assists. But of course, yeah, that's with him handling the ball a ton in the second unit because Terry Rozier is out. So I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Not sure if it's real, the seven assists. But we do know he has uh, the playmaking ability. So he's just one to watch. Over to the next game, it was Atlanta Hawks versus the New York Knicks. Uh, Trey Young put up a big stat line today. He had 23 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds. Uh, he's been struggling with uh, a lot of turnovers. He was averaging 7.7 turnovers in the three preseason games. Obviously, um, Lloyd Pierce has had a word to him about cutting it down, and today he had zero. So that's yeah, promising signs for 9-cat. Uh, John Collins, he had 12 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, limited uh, defensive numbers still, just one steal and no blocks in 29 minutes. Alex Len looked pretty good. Uh, no points though, but he did have two blocks, four assists and nine rebounds in 23 minutes. The two rookies, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, are still finding their way. Hunter had 15 points with not many other stats and Reddish had nine points, uh, two steals and not many other stats. All right, over to the New York Knicks. Marcus Morris, um, yeah, he's putting up numbers. He had 14 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, and one three. I think Fisdale really likes him for his uh, toughness, bouncing the ball off uh, opponents' heads and whatnot. So, yeah, he could get minutes. I think he really likes him over Kevin Knox at the moment. So, yeah, Marcus Morris is going to be the starting small forward for the New York Knicks in the early part of the season. Julius Randle played 34 minutes. He had 20 points, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal, two blocks. Bobby Portis got the start today over Mitchell Robinson. And in 30 minutes, he had 16 points and 7 rebounds, uh, 1-3. So yeah, I'm not not quite sure how to read into that situation of um, Bobby Portis starting over Mitchell Robinson. Probably just a preseason thing. I've seen a bit of hysteria on uh, on Twitter, people saying um, Mitchell Robinson's going to be a bust. But again, like I warned you, this is Fisdale. Uh, you never know when uh, Mitchell Robinson could get their hook. He probably just did something in training that Fisdale didn't like. So he decided to teach him a lesson and start him on the bench. RJ Barrett played a whopping 39 minutes. Shot pretty poorly, uh, 4 from 14, 28%. But in points leagues, you don't care about percentages. So he had 12 points, uh, 6 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 1 block. So yeah, pretty handy stuff for points leagues there. Dennis Smith Jr. got the start. He got into foul trouble early. He only played 20 minutes, had four points, three assists, uh, three rebounds. Uh, Mitchell Robinson came off the bench in 17 minutes. He had four points, five rebounds, and two blocks. Frank Nilakina also got 20 minutes, had two blocks and one steal, was tasked with shutting down Trey Young. Um, I saw he had a few good defensive plays, but yeah, of course, Trey Young still went off. All right, over to the San Antonio Spurs, who defeated the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Spurs had a lineup change today. They moved Lamarcus Aldridge to center, Jakob uh, Pertl to the bench. Uh, DeRozan was out, so Lonnie Walker got the start and had Trey Lyles at power forward. So, like I said on the last episode or the episode before, not quite sure, I can't remember, but the starting lineup was struggling with uh, shooting. So maybe this is a change to get more shooting on the floor. DeJounte started still, and yeah, Derek White again came off the bench. So DeJounte, in 20 minutes in the start, had 20 points, 4 assists, 3 rebounds, 1 steal. He also went 2 of 2 from 3 and 8 of 11 from the field. So maybe his uh, jump shot uh, has come around in the offseason. Bryn Forbes had 3 threes uh, on 50%. LaMarcus Aldridge has did what he's been doing for the last 5 years, 22 points, 6 rebounds, 1 block. 
Uh, Lonnie Walker in his first start was pretty poor. Uh, five points, uh, four assists, uh, four rebounds in 22 minutes. Uh, Jakob Pertl, he was pretty productive off the bench um, with 16 points, uh, three rebounds, five assists, one block, one steal. And of course, he's uh, learning from the new assistant coach, Tim Duncan. So see what uh, Jakob Pertl can learn from the big fundamental. And then, of course, uh, Derek White in a 20-minute role off the bench, uh, showing some signs of life now uh, with 13 points, three assists, five rebounds, and the handy two blocks and one steal. The defensive numbers uh, is what we really like from Derek White. I got some questions about Derek White, people asking should they drop him. Uh, My answer is no, definitely don't drop Derek White. Uh, we just got to see how this shakes out. And even if he does come off the bench and ends up seeing a role in the high 20s, he's super valuable as a guy that gets uh, defensive numbers. So yeah, definitely hold on to Derek White. Over to the Houston Rockets. That had a lineup change as well. They've been playing the usual starting five of Westbrook, Harden, Capella, Tucker, and Eric Gordon. But today they changed it up and inserted Daniel House Jr. into the starting lineup over um, Eric Gordon. So Daniel House Jr. in his first start of the preseason, he had seven points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal in 29 minutes. Uh, like I said in an earlier episode, he's yeah a really low usage guy and he's just on there for his defense. Uh, Capella in 21 minutes uh, struggled a bit, just three points and seven rebounds, no blocks. James Harden went, yeah, he went off. Uh, 34 minutes, he had 40 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists on extremely good efficiency. He was 7 of 16 from 3 for 44% and um, 13 from 27 from the field, 48%, and 7 of 8 from the free throw line, 87, 87.5%. Uh, on the opposite side of efficiency, we had Russell Westbrook. Uh, he went 1 of 4 from uh, three-point line for 25%. Um, he also had 14 points. Uh, four rebounds, four assists. He had eight turnovers and was a negative 26 in plus minus. Yeah, interesting to see how D'Antoni works out this fit with uh, Westbrook and Harden. At the moment, it seems like Harden is not affected at whatsoever. He's still getting his assists, still getting his rebounds, getting his points, doing everything on high efficiency. Whereas Westbrook, he's not, yeah, not rebounding, not really getting the assists, turning over the ball a ton. Although Westbrook did have uh, two dislocated fingers in today's game. Uh, Here's a quote from Russ. Uh, It's all right. I learned a long time ago when I first got in this league, point guards fingers are always going to get fucked up. That's just what it is. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be a long-term thing. Uh, Injury with those two dislocated fingers uh, should be ready for the first game of the season. All right, over to the next game. Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Grizzlies rested Ja Morant and Brandon Clark. Uh, Dylan Brooks put up uh, one of the most interesting uh, stat lines of the season. Put up 30 points, uh, one steal and no other stats. Um, Yeah, that's what Dylan Brooks is. He's uh, similar to Dwayne Bacon's in some respects. Kyle Anderson got the start after coming off an injury. He had seven points, five assists, four rebounds, two blocks. So slow-mo could be a guy to look at on your waiver. Jaron Jackson Jr. uh, struggled with uh, fouls again. He fouled out in 25 minutes, but he did have 18 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, and two blocks and two threes. But yeah, that foul trouble was a bit concerning, but he got his work done before he got fouled out today. 
Grayson Allen got another start, didn't do too much, just six points, four assists. Tyce Jones started in place of Ja Moran. I spoke about this a few times that Tyce Jones could be a guy to, to monitor. He had 16 points, four assists, uh, five rebounds and one steal in 27 minutes. So yeah, he's just one to watch if he gets backup point guard minutes and backup shooting guard minutes and manages to carve out a mid-20 role. Um, he's pretty handy for assists and steals. And he like never turns it over. He's one of the best assist-to-turnover ratio guys in the league. Uh, to OKC, Shea Gilgis-Alexander in 27 minutes, 17 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds, 1 block. They started Dennis Schroeder at point guard with Chris Paul out. Uh, he had 8 points and 6 assists. One thing to watch is with Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder both playing alongside Shea Gilgis at times, um, Gilders Alexander's assist rate might drop a little bit from when he was playing strictly point guard with the Clippers last season. Uh, he only had three assists today. Dennis Schroeder had six. So yeah, I've just noticed in preseason that uh, Gilders Alexander is just diming a little less. Just something to watch. Uh, Steve Adams, he had 12 points, nine rebounds, uh, no blocks. Gallinari played 25 minutes, had 16 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, a lot of people are coming to with questions to me saying, oh, Danilo Gallinari just got dropped in my league. Should I pick him up? Uh, yeah, pick up Gallinari. He's still good. Yeah, he's getting that white uh, Euro treatment. People just don't think he's that good for some reason. Uh, Darius Baisley played 30 minutes. This is a guy I'm pretty interested in. He's been playing pretty well in preseason, and today he had uh, seven points, nine rebounds, six assists, and one steal. He shot 25% from the field. But I think he's one to chuck on your watch list at the start of the season. All right, over to Portland Trailblazers defeating the Utah Jazz. Hassan Whiteside played 16 minutes before he got injured. He went up for a rebound, came down and landed on Lillard's uh, foot and re-sprained that same ankle that he was dealing with in preseason. Uh, he did not return to the game. But in the 16 minutes, he had 5 points, 11 rebounds and 1 block. So with the season starting in five to six days, uh, that's a situation to monitor if you're a Hassan Whiteside owner. That meant Zach Collins and Scal had more minutes at center. Uh, Zach Collins in 23 minutes, he put up 13 points, five rebounds and two blocks. Shot exceptionally well, 100% from the field and 100% from three-point line with 1-3. Uh, Rodney Hood got the start at small forward. He had nine points, three assists, three rebounds. CJ McCollum, uh, shot extremely well, uh, 11 of 15 from the field, 73% for 28 points with four assists. Damian Lillard, uh, he had 25 points, four assists, five rebounds, one steal, two blocks. So pretty full line there from Damian. Um, Mario Hazonia off the bench, he's been, been playing pretty well. He, uh, he's been getting a few assists in the second unit. He had 12 points, three assists, four rebounds, and one steal. He's another one in deeper leagues to chuck on your watch list. Over to the Utah Jazz, the new marquee signing, Bojan Bogdanovic, had a game to forget. He went 0 of 9 from the field, 0 of 5 from three-point land, 1 of 1 from free throws. Um, so he ended up with one point, zero blocks, zero steals, zero rebounds, and one assist. So yeah, worrying sign for Boyan, um, their marquee signing. Uh, Royce O'Neal got the start again ahead of Joe Ingles, and in 25 minutes, he had seven points, six rebounds, two assists. Rudy Gobert got his double-double, and 13 points, 15 rebounds, and two blocks. Donovan Mitchell is scoring a ton, but his dimes have dropped off playing alongside Mike Conley. He had 27 points, but just two assists. 
Uh, Mike Conley also only had two assists, but he had 20 points. Emmanuel Mudiay off the bench had six assists with 12 points. Uh, Joe Ingles came off the bench again. Uh, he had 12 points, uh, one rebound, one assist, one steal, uh, but four or five from three. So the good, the hot shooting from Joe Ingles is back. All right, over to the next game. It was Melbourne United versus the Sacramento Kings. Um, of course, yeah, a bit of an exhibition game or against a non-NBA team. Sacramento Kings decided to rest Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, Darren Fox, uh, Dwayne Dedman, Trevor Reza. So they were all out of the lineup. That meant Marvin Bagley could eat. He ended up going, uh, ended up getting 30 points, 14 rebounds, three steals, one block on 12 of 17 shootings for 70%. Of course, yeah, against an Australian team, but still that's promising for, for Bags. Uh, Harrison Barnes went eight, got 18 points, six rebounds, two assists. Rashawn Holmes got the start with Dwayne Dedman out in 26 minutes. He only had, took one shot and he got two, yeah, two points, eight rebounds, two assists, and one block. Buddy Heald, in 25 minutes, he put up 14 points and six assists. Uh, his assist rate has gone up a ton already in preseason. Him and Bogdanovich are getting heaps of assists in this Luke Walton offense. So that's another thing to watch with Buddy. Um, if he increases his assists, yeah, he's going to have an even better season than last year. Uh, Nemanja Bialica off the bench in 20 minutes, had eight points, four rebounds and two steals. All right, over to the last game of the night, it was the Golden State Warriors losing to the Lakers. Uh, Steph Curry rested. That means D'Angelo Russell started at point guard tonight. Uh, he ended up with 23 points, uh, three assists, and three rebounds. Uh, he shot pretty efficiently. He was 8 of 17, 47% from the field. Uh, Draymond Green played 23 minutes. He had 10 points, two assists, four rebounds. Alfonso McKinney started at small forward, uh, no points, four rebounds. And I think he's in danger of getting the cut uh, so they can sign Marquise Chris permanently. Marquise Chris played 24 minutes. He had eight points, four rebounds, negative um, 34 in plus minus. Um, yeah, another a thing that really stood out to me with the Warriors is that they've lost Clay Thompson, who's a really good defender. He's going to be out for the whole season, most likely. They lost Iguodala, one of the best uh, perimeter defenders, and they lost Durant, uh, yeah, a great defender in his own right as well. So there's three like really good defenders uh, leaving this team, and they brought in D'Angelo Russell alongside Steph Curry, possibly two of the worst perimeter defenders in the league, uh, maybe alongside Damian Lillard and Trey Young probably. Yeah, those four really bad perimeter defenders, some of the worst in the league. So yeah, something that's not really going mentioned when people say, oh, yeah, the, they're the Warriors, definitely going to make the playoffs, going to make the top eight. I think the defense is something that's going to just really undo them. Um, I can see Draymond Green already. He's getting frustrated because he's playing with a bunch of rookies and like guys they've signed from the G League. So yeah, they're gonna have if they're gonna make the playoffs. Curry's gonna have to score fifty a night. They're just gonna have to kill teams on offense because their defense looks absolutely shocking at the moment. Hopefully, Kevon Looney when he comes back uh, can help them anchor that paint because at the moment it's yeah, Marquise Chris. And then even when Willie Cauley-Stein comes back, he's not a massive shot blocker either. So yeah, I've got a little worry for Golden State Warriors, especially being in the West, how they're going to guard guys like Harden and Westbrook, uh, Kawhi and Paul George, AD and LeBron. So yeah, I just don't have too much faith in the Warriors being that superstar team they once were. All right, over to the Lakers. LeBron played 24 minutes. He had 18 points, 11 assists, four rebounds. Uh, pretty efficient as well, 6 of 9 from the field, 67%. 
Anthony Davis played 27 minutes. He had eight points, eight assists, 10 rebounds, two blocks, one steal. Uh, he's locked and loaded. He had a little injury scare earlier in the week, but yeah, he's good to go. JaVale McGee played 17 minutes, had 12 points, six rebounds, one block, one steal. Avery Bradley started today. He had an offensive explosion at 18 points on hot shooting, 7 of 9 from the field, 78%. Danny Green also started in 22, uh, 22 minutes. He had 8 points, 2 assists, uh, 2 threes. Uh, Frank Vogel, after the game, said, yeah, he likes this as the starting lineup on opening night. Yeah, he thinks it can be elite defensively, so that's going to be Avery Bradley, Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. Yeah, that's going to be a good opening night game against the Clippers. All right, that's it for the box score breakdown for today. Now we'll jump over to my top 20 breakout candidates for this season in order of confidence that I have in them to take a big leap forward. Uh, Some of these lower guys, obviously, I'm not as confident on as being like massive breakouts, but they still should see a spike in production. And some of these guys lower down are going pretty late, so you can get them with like some of your last picks. So first up, before I get to the 20, I've got a few honorable mentions. I've got Kevon Looney. We haven't seen him in uh, preseason, so he's a bit of an afterthought for many people. But like I said, with their defensive limitations, um, I know Steve Kerr loves him. I think he wants to get him into that starting lineup just for his uh, high IQ and his defensive ability. So he's one to watch. Uh, Derek White, um, yeah, he was touted as a big breakout. But of course, we've seen him in preseason in his new role, which looks like he'll be coming off the bench. But he's really handy for those blocks from a guard and steals. So yeah, Derek White gets an honorable mention here. Another one is Kevin Herter. Uh, the hype has died down a bit because we haven't seen him in preseason. But he finished last season quite strongly. Uh, he's going to be a good source of threes and um, that playmaking ability that Lloyd Pierce has been talking about with Kevin Herter is something that we want to look out for when he actually gets on the court. Another honorable mention goes to OG Ananobi. Uh, Like I said in a few of the other episodes, I think it's a year early on OG. But yeah, like with Pascal Siakam, we never saw that one coming. So OG could be a guy just to put on your watch list. Um, He does have an opening night game. So maybe chuck him in there as a streamer and um, just hope for the best. Fingers crossed. But yeah, like I said, not super confident on OG. All right, let's get to the top 20. At 20, we've got DeLon Wright. I've dropped them down a bit since the start of preseason. Just watching their games, Luca has the ball in his hands for like every possession. Everything goes through him and Chris Stapps. So the assist that he had last season in Memphis might not be there to that same level, but he's going to be on the court. He's going to get his minutes for his defense alongside Luca. So DeLon still should see have still should have a boost in production this season. At 19, we've got Brandon Ingram. The defensive numbers are not going to be there. Well, they haven't been there still uh, in New Orleans. He's scoring quite a bit, though. Uh, He's getting rebounds. So, yeah, he's at 19. Um, I'm not 100% sold on Brandon Ingram's fit with the Pelicans, and I think he could be a trade target this season at some point for the Pelicans. At 18, I've got Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, I've just dropped him down a little bit just because I can't trust the Suns. Um, their rotations and stuff like that are just so all over the shop and even their reporting on injuries are, are just so unreliable like Kelly Oubre and McCall Bridges were going to be re-evaluated in two weeks and then five days later they were starting a preseason game so you just can't trust the Suns but with Kelly Oubre he's got to be a breakout candidate just with the massive amount of stats he put up in the back end of last season so yeah he's on the radar for sure still 
Uh, at number 17, I got Bogdan Bogdanovic. I've been really impressed with him in preseason. Uh, he's been the sixth man coming off the bench in this Luke Walton fast-paced offense. It's really helping him. He's getting a ton of assists. The other day, he had eight assists in 24 minutes. So, yeah, like I said with uh, Buddy Hield earlier, uh, his assists have gone up as well. So, yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovic is looking like a strong pick in the late rounds. Uh, at 16, I've got Thomas Sadoransky. Uh, today, Jim Boylan has confirmed finally that Thomas Sadoransky will be the opening night starting point guard. It looks like Chris Dunn might be out of the rotation because they've also said that Kobe White will get some minutes uh, as a regular rotation piece. So Thomas Sadoransky, he secured the starting point guard job, does a bit of everything. Um, not, a, not a huge scorer, but he gets yeah assists, rebounds, steals. So yeah, a late round guy for sure with Sadoransky. At 15, we've got Fred Van Vliet. Uh, in preseason, Lowry's been out for all of their games. Um, so hard to get a real grip on what the rotation will be for Toronto Raptors when Lowry is back. But regardless, even if he doesn't start, he might start a shooting guard or he might come off the bench. I still think he's going to get 30 minutes and Van Vliet is showing us what he can do in a 20-minute role. So extrapolate that out to a 30-minute role and it's pretty enticing. Next guy on the list at 14 is Zach Collins. He's going to be the starting power forward for the Trailblazers. Uh, there's not much competition for uh, big man minutes there. They tried starting Anthony Tolliver at power forward the other day, but it went terrible. So Zach Collins was reinserted back into the starting lineup today. I like his versatility that he can play power forward and center. Uh, there's only like 39-year-old Pau Gasol and Scal Labissier as backup centers. And we saw today with Hassan Whiteside and his recent um, injury. He's pretty injury prone as well throughout his career. So... It bodes well for Zach Collins that he can get minutes at center and power forward. Good source of yeah blocks, uh, rebounds, and he's a big man that hits threes. So pretty handy stuff there from Zach Collins. Next guy on the list at 13 is Miles Bridges. Spoke about him quite a lot uh, this preseason on this podcast. Uh, the opportunity is there. It's a tanking team. Um, James Borrego really likes him for his defense. So yeah, if he gets over 30 minutes, which I think he definitely will be getting over 30 minutes, he's going to have a pretty big season. At 12, I've got Malcolm Brogdon. He gets an extra boost for probably the first half of the season with Oladipo's injury uh, complications. He's going to be the starting point guard. Um, We've seen him up his assist already in preseason, and he's a solid defender, good percentages. Uh, So yeah, lock him in to have a step forward on his new team. Next guy on the list at 11 is Mitchell Robinson. Like I spoke about before earlier in the podcast, I had a few reservations about David Fisdale's uh, rotations. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's also got those uh, fouling issues. He says he's rectified in the offseason, but saying it and doing it is two different things. So yeah, I've knocked Mitchell Robinson down a bit just because of his coach and his foul troubles. He's going to be a massive shot blocker, going to get his rebounds, just whether or not he can stay on the court. Next guy on the list at 10 is DeJounte Murray. Looks like he's locked down the starting point guard job for the Spurs. Uh, He's been a feature player in preseason for Pop. Uh, Today, he had a scoring outburst of 20 points. Uh, Pretty efficient. Uh, You know he's going to get steals. You know he's going to get blocks. and He's going to get the out-of-position rebounds that we love from DeJounte. I think lock him in to have a pretty big season. And he's like my smoky pick to be the most improved player of the year. It's probably not going to happen, but yeah, you never know. Next guy on the list at number nine is Jonathan Isaac. Uh, Just across the board, good production. Gets steals, gets blocks, rebounds, uh, hits some threes, started getting some assists. Uh, It's just his scoring that is one hole in his game 
that he's had previously, but you never know. He could have rectified that, and this could be the season he actually breaks out. Number eight, it's Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, He's been dinged up in preseason, but he finally got back on the court the other day and started at center. Uh, Just one limitation that could hamper Wendell is coach Jim Boylan. Uh, But yeah, Robin Lopez is gone, and I think they have to start Wendell Carter and play him over 30 minutes if they want to make the playoffs. Next on the list at seven is Jason Tatum. I considered having him uh, much lower on this list, but I think the opportunity is there for him to take a big leap and be uh, have a lead role on this team. It's pretty much him and Kemba going to be the lead scorers. Uh, it's pretty promising that in the offseason, he knew that he had to work on getting to the foul uh, free throw line a, a lot more. A lot of the superstar scorers in this league um, get to the line and convert at a high rate. And his, his free throw rate was really low in his first two seasons. So yeah, it's pretty promising that he's identified his weaknesses and tried to work on them. If they translate to the season is another story. But yeah, I think for Boston to do anything this season, it's going to be on the back of Jason Tatum taking a huge leap forward. Next on the list at six is Marvin Bagley. I really liked what I've seen of him in preseason. His role looks set at over 30 minutes as the starting power forward for the Kings. Uh, we saw today, yeah, he got 30 points, 14 rebounds. He sort of reminds me of a mini Julius Randle. Uh, both of them are good scorers, are good rebounders. They don't really get too many defensive stats. Uh, let's just hope that Marvin Bagley gets some defensive stats this season and maybe add some some assists Next on the list at five is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Of course, he was a centerpiece in the trade package for Paul George. So they got an invested interest to just pump as many minutes as they can into SGA. He's already playing well with his new team. And if an eventual trade for Chris Paul does go through, uh, Shea's value should just skyrocket. Um, Steve Adams could get traded. Danilo Gallinari could get traded. Dennis Schroeder could get traded as well. But even if they don't, Gildas Alexander is already going to have a massive role on this team. Next guy on the list at four is Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, Like I said on an earlier episode, if he can get his uh, rebound rate up and his foul rate down, uh, Triple J could be an absolute monster this year. Uh, So far, his rebound rate has gone up. Uh, He's got a few double-doubles in preseason, but he has fouled out twice already. So it's a bit of a trade-off there. Um, I got faith as I got faith in him as the season goes on. He'll learn to uh, reduce his fouls. Um, yeah, they're on. A, he's on a young team with uh, Ja Morant running the point. He loves to dish dimes. So Triple J could be in in store for a massive season this year. At three, I got Terry Rozier just because of opportunity alone. Really, uh, not so much because of talent. But yeah, you know Terry Rozier in a 34 to 36 minute role as he's been touted to get this season by James Borrego, he's going to explode. Already in preseason, he's come close to a triple-double. Um, his percentages, surprisingly, have been really good because in the past, that's the one thing that was holding him back. Uh, small sample size, so yeah, don't don't get a boner over that already. But yeah, it's been pretty good in preseason. He's putting up big numbers, big counting stats, and his percentages have been good. So I expect a big year from Terry Rozier on that depleted Charlotte Hornets team. At number two on this list, I've got big Thomas Bryant. I've been super impressed with him in preseason. Uh, he's put up a few double-doubles, getting blocks, getting steals. He's shooting threes. Uh, so yeah, locked big Tom Bryant in for a massive season. There's no real competition for minutes uh, on the Washington Wizards. It looks like Mo Wagner's been playing backup center, but he's really a power forward. Jan Mahinney's been injured, and Tom Bryant is the 
the new hotness there for the Washington Wizards. And at number one, of course, it could only be one guy. It's Big Bam Adebayo. Has been an absolute beast in preseason in limited minutes as well. So if he ends up getting over 30, which I think he'll have to in pre uh, in the regular season, he's going to be an absolute monster. He's been doing everything except for shooting threes, which could come later down the track. But yeah, he's getting points, he's getting rebounds, he's getting steals, he's getting blocks. Uh, the passing that he teased that he was working on in um, the offseason, they're there, he's getting assists as well. So, yeah, huge season for BAM is on the cards. Um, Yeah, get on that bandwagon now. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. Only one more episode left until the season starts. That'll be on Sunday. Uh, The NBA season kicks off on Tuesday night if you're in America and Wednesday morning if you're here in Australia. So not long now until some uh, stats actually count for fantasy In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FantasyNBAStats. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, drop it a five-star rating and review. I know a lot of you guys have been doing it this week. So, yeah, thanks for that. Cheers for the support. Uh, Good luck in your drafts if you're drafting this weekend. Until next episode, catch ya. (laughs) 